0: Good
1: morning, afternoon, evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pitter Patter Podcast with Eric and Jed. I am Eric. And I'm Jed, and this is a place for two overthinkers to get their ideas out, knock them around, uh, learn from one another, and hopefully figure out what to do with all of it. That sounds like a pretty dope podcast, Jed.
0: What can I say? What can I say <laughs> at this point? Yeah, you made like a face, and then I was like, "We can't. we can't hear your
1: face. face. <laughs> no, make your face <laughs> with words, damn it. um yes that's true i i forget sometimes the um the medium that we are using on this podcast because we are currently skyping
0: i um there's this youtuber named david dobrik who is very funny um and on his podcast he has a session where every single episode uh he gives his podcast editor 25 seconds to do whatever he wants Weird. Um, And so normally you would think that the podcast editor would like maybe plug his social media or like do a funny little joke or something. But every single time the podcast editor brings in something to like them recording, but it's something that you cannot hear. Like he's like, I brought in a mime, and then it's like, great, dude. Nobody like, can Joe, see it. thanks for bringing in the mime. That's pretty funny. And then it's just like the mime making weird noises, and you're like, what? The?
1: Well, maybe maybe we can Anyways. sort of pirate slash bring in an elephant like that into our podcast. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so brief update for you, ladies and gentlemen. We did uh, record an episode last week uh, with a friend of Eric named Alex. His name is Alex, correct? I don't want to mess that up.
0: Yeah, who's awesome. I'm so glad that we did that. Yes. it did not work. It did
1: not work because there were some audio issues, which I take full responsibility for. At some (laughs) point, my audio cut out, and I didn't notice until we finished recording. Um, So maybe that'll be like a bonus content slash...
0: I think that there's a chance that I will be able to salvage it. I just... um, It's... uh, basically like it was like 45 minutes of talking and jed's audio cut out like 18 minutes 20 in. minutes yeah. yeah so then i either have to i don't know we'll just see what happens but i, I think it, we'll, we'll figure it. but out. or just re-record it, but just. we're
1: back and we're recording today um <laughs> the year of our lord 2019 on april the 16th welcome 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 it's <laughs> wonderful to have you all listening um so eric you uh you mentioned earlier when we were having our pre-recording chat that you had a topic for the day uh hit me with it
0: yeah so if you saw my recent youtube video you saw it was about rejection and confidence and knowing your self-worth um and you know i have very affirming parents and i'm just overall a pretty chill mellow guy so usually with business stuff or maybe views on youtube or uh maybe getting bad grades i i i'm pretty chill but over and over again the thing that has sort of like consistently messed up my life philosophies and just got in my head all scrambled it it always revolves around the topic of girls hey exactly yeah i mean i don't know about you jed but girls have a way of really getting in my head
1: yes i that is something that also applies to me yeah
0: i mean it's Especially in circumstances where it's a girl that I'm attracted to and they're attracted to me, I've found that like instantly my brain goes to mush. Yeah, I just stop making any sense. I, right. And uh, you find yourself like not knowing what to do or what to say or how to like. No, it's more in the sense that all my life philosophies go out the window. I uh, am super drawn to them and will try to make it work even if uh, it's a terrible fit or if they like even if like if it's a terrible fit. And historically I've I've just had this insecurity or need, really needing that validation in terms of feeling attractive or lovable in that way. And so basically girls have been my weakness. Fair enough. Yeah. And so I I mean I mean for context like I haven't dated anyone in the past year and a half or so. Um, and my life has changed a lot since the last time I dated. Um, I have more confidence. I've built up the business. I now have a YouTube and, like, all this stuff. Um, but it's things that I'm really excited about. But there's always been this sort of fear in the back of my mind that some random girl is just going to walk by and get, is going to mess up the whole thing. I, like, my whole brain's going to turn to mush again. Um, I've been c- really cautious about... Cautious about...
1: Cautious about, like, letting letting someone in,
0: kind of? Cautious about... Well, I mean, yeah. I... That's, I don't like that side of me. I don't like how easily, you know, like that side of me with low self esteem or low confidence or low self respect. I don't like how easily that sure. can pop up in certain girl situations. And so, and this has been such a historic pattern that it's almost seemed guaranteed that as soon as a girl pops up, I'm just going to, like, it's just going to mess everything up. Sure. But for the first time ever, um, I, in the past month, that, I mean to keep it all short, in the past month I had multiple girl situations pop up, multiple girl opportunities pop up um, and I was shocked to see that after a year and a half I, I found myself walking away from it or just not being too phased by it um, or being able to walk away from unhealthy situations. Nice. There were entire days, literally, where I was just walking around stunned with like a shocked, confused face uh, because it felt so bizarre and so unnatural. It's been so such a weakness of mine. And I've just literally never acted like that ever. And so it was such so empowering and so confidence building and so reassuring and so freeing to see that I guess I guess I've grown
1: yeah that's awesome i mean i feel like i feel like it's just such a complicated issue right when it comes to like the desire to not be alone because i feel like that's kind of the that's kind of the baseline of the issue especially when you like grow up right um like post i'd say during college post-college early career that part of your life you're early 20s like up until your early 30s like that right. gap i feel like there's this incredibly strong pressure not only from a personal narrative standpoint but also from a societal narrative standpoint of you shouldn't be alone you should have a partner right. you should have someone where you basically share your stuff you know the stuff that you do in your off time the stuff that you do for fun with somebody else um And that's kind of, to me, that's my sort of personal baseline idea of what a relationship looks like. And that can get complicated because I feel like we're inundated constantly with this idea of what a perfect relationship is. Right. Like, I know for me, like, somebody who had a hard time kind of interacting with um, people and having a hard time with, like, having conversations and feeling anxious as a person when it came to social interaction... I relied a lot on literally fiction to construct my idea of what a relationship and what interactions looked like. Yep. I would literally read a book or watch a movie or watch a TV show and be like, "Oh, well, that's what it's like." Right. You know. So, for sake of example, I mean, it might be a little silly, but like Moulin Rouge, wow. Baz Luhrmann, two thousand nine. That Moulin is
0: Rouge. a nuts movie to base any reality on.
1: Exactly because. <laughs> The whole movie, and I've realized I watched
0: this, I watched it again the other day because I was actually thinking about it. It's crazier this. every I, single time you watch it. You're like, oh, that movie wasn't an, that crazy. And then you watch it and you're like, whoa.
1: It's an insane film. <laughs> and the way that they portray the relationship between Christian, Christian is, is his name, and Satine, um, is basically the ideal version of what a romantic relationship looks like when it comes to like media when it comes to fiction right. it's like they're madly in love
0: they're perfectly and matched they'll do whatever they they're want. perfectly
1: matched they'll do whatever it is they'll sacrifice basically reality in order to have this sort of fairy tale relationship but actually there's like subtle layers of brilliancy i encourage everybody to go watch the film It's yeah, amazing i'm probably going to go out to new york at some point to watch the broadway because i really really love that show but i digress the way that that movie portrays relationships is all about escaping reality. And when you learn about relationships through fiction, there's this element of always wanting the next best thing. Right. You know, because it's like you could look at your relationship in quote-unquote real life and go, oh, well, it's not like the movies. Oh, well, it's not perfect. Oh, well, it doesn't have this, 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 this that I want. And the kind of grim realization that I had to have was relationships aren't fairy tales they're not storybook there's no No. storybook romance life.
0: and hopefully you can be yourself and if they think you're dope and you are able to make commitment to whatever like a relationship or marriage or whatever
1: yeah and and hopefully they feel valued and they feel like and and that's why i always come back to that idea of sharing you know of sharing stuff you know and because sometimes sharing can be all right like, we're going to spend time together. We're going to do stuff together. And then other times you're like, I don't want to share. Like, I just want to have some space. And sometimes things get complicated and you have to have decisions over like, well, when we, you know, it's like those those silly kinds of conversations of like, who does the dishes or like, who pays for dinner or where are we going out to eat? You know, those little things can just get kind of silly and messy and complicated Right. when it comes to relationships. So I feel like for me, coming to grips with reality of not looking for a storybook romance and taking the pressure off like you were saying i don't need this right am i me jed am i sufficient as a human being to go my life's good i enjoy my life well i with a romantic relationship or not
0: yeah no totally and i think that in retrospect from turning this corner i think before i might have put i if a girl that I thought was attractive thought I was attractive, I felt like that was the ultimate measure of whether or not I was worth it or literally attractive. And I think the reason why I reacted so differently now is because I I don't put my sense of worth in some random girl's opinion about if I'm attractive or not. Like I think I've, I've just yeah. solidified much better, who I am and like what I'm excited about and what's cool about me and like all this stuff. And so it was really cool to see that I didn't have that that neediness of like, I need you to tell me that I'm attractive um, and I could just yeah. and I could just be like, look, I'm being myself. I'm a dope person. If if you're into that, cool. If not, that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm not tripping balls about that, you know, like,
1: yeah. Well and ultimately I feel like it is our responsibility to establish our own sense of self worth.
0: Right. Because if you're
1: relying are. on if you're relying on other people to do that for you, it gets really empty really fast. Because that's when you get needy. That's when you start looking for compliments all the time. That's when you start acting in ways that aren't conducive to who you are as a person because always you're just trying to impress people. And right. That can be terrifying to look at yourself in the mirror and go, I need to figure out my own self-worth. Right. And I'm the sole party responsible. That's tough. Like, I'm still in the absolute throes of that right now in my mid-20s because I was like, oh my god, for so long, I was trying to impress people.
0: Right. And
1: I was trying to give them my version of what they wanted. Right. Which is insane that's crazy to live your life that way right because then you're projecting your idea of what people want into other people's heads which is already telling a lie to yourself and telling a lie to them because you're making assumptions about them and then on top of that you're trying to do that thing which is not based in reality
0: and the whole thing you're trying to get from it is love me <laughs> which is like exactly that. yeah exactly <laughs> when at
1: the end of the day shouldn't you be loved for you yeah not shouldn't you be loved for a version of you that you are presenting to another person right. because you will because you think it's their perception of ideal right that's crazy
0: right but we, but we so do that I've, all the time
1: yeah and I and I and, it, and it's part of the process you know and it's part of I think the human experience to try to quote unquote flex I know that was probably the whitest thing I've done all day, but that's fine. You know, to put flex in quotes, I'm just going to admit that and move on. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, and, and I don't know, I, I I agree with you that it, that it feels freeing. It feels liberating to go, oh, I'm in it. I'm in this because I want to continue this trajectory of self-realization and self-love. Right. And then if somebody wants to be part of that journey with me, then all the better because then it's like, yeah,
0: we get to do this shit together. That's awesome. Not, but if it's based in fiction, fill in all the pieces.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. because that's unfair to the other person. Because then because then you don't want another human being, you want a script. Right. You know? You want a script for your life where it's like, I want this to happen, I want this to happen, yeah. I want this to happen, I want this to there happen, are, and you happen to fill character some of those characters in your
0: story not uh, independent independent person that you are excited about collaborating yeah. yeah 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 The right. um, takes off the pressure yeah no I, I mean I felt it was interesting to see like ways that I mean the thing that made it really clear was like there were opportunities to maybe like mess around or like go on a bunch of dates and like all this stuff and I was just like the fact that I was not maybe I just wasn't that into it um, and I was leaning much more towards like just connecting. It could be just on a friend level. It could be on a more like, I was just like, I am hungry for connection, not I need to mess around with the girls so that I feel attractive. You know, um, which again, like I think if you're in a different stage of life, that's super normal. But for me, like I don't know. I've, yeah, that's that's new.
1: Well, yeah, and just, and, and recognizing connection for what it is, you know? I mean, sometimes you can connect over certain things with certain people, and sometimes you get more than one kind of connection. Like, for sake right. of example, like, some there are some people in my life who I can have really quality conversations with them, but I don't feel as though I have a connection to them sexually, and sure. that's totally fine. And then, I mean, I haven't had so much of this in my personal experience, but I know a lot of people who have a kind of physical sexual connection with a person, but they don't necessarily click when it comes to like having conversations and right. having that type of emotional connection, but they have great sex and that's the way that they live and that's their life. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's your deal, man. Like, if that works for you, if you're, if you are. Fulfilling that desire for that kind of connection with this person in that way, and you're happy and you feel like it's working, then I, as a friend or somebody who cares, have no business saying, like, well, I judge that because I have preconceived notions according to my history when it comes to like religion or anything like that. People are living their lives, and it's like, and I feel like we deserve to give ourselves grace and to give other people grace and to recognize that it's a big world when it comes to like trying to, like you say, connect with people. Right, it's not formulaic. There's no. There's very few rules.
0: There's a lot so of less like, rules than we think. Yeah.
1: Honestly, yeah. yeah, and and so then at least it's liberating to go. Oh, the format, isn't necessarily as structured. So there's more opportunity for growth and self progression in that because you can kind of spread your arms a little bit. As opposed to saying, do I fit in this box? Yeah. Do I fit in this box of like the Hollywood romance? Because I've realized in my life, if I felt like if I didn't fit in the Hollywood robot, in the Hollywood robot, in the Hollywood box, I didn't feel like anything was worth it.
0: But then it's like, well, yeah, is this going to a relationship? Is it not? Like, is this a date? Is this not a date? Oh, let's torment ourselves over this. You know, like. Yeah. I, yeah. it's exhausting looking too far into the future and it's
1: also exhausting looking too far into the past
0: right and just be like that's why i think it's really cool to just go more with the approach of am i being myself dope great place to start are we connecting awesome i think and then i think that if you know, it's super crazy connection and it goes in the romantic direction, dope. No. If it's super crazy connection and it doesn't go in the romantic direction, that, and you're being yourself, then, like, you don't need to beat yourself up over it. It's not, like, a measure of your self-worth. It's just the other person was yeah. not down. Yeah, it's just part of life. It's just part and, of life.
1: Yeah, and I have, and I have no problem combating loneliness. I think it's good to be able to be alone and to be okay i think that's really important because i know a lot of people struggle with that and i've struggled with that in my life like i don't feel okay i don't feel happy when i'm alone i've had those times in my life um and sometimes the solution is just go out and be with other people and i think that's really important and i think it's okay to look for balance when it comes to spending time alone because it's like okay i've basically establish myself worth to an extent of being okay when i'm alone but also at the same time combating that feeling of loneliness combating that feeling of isolation is a good thing and if you need to go out and hang out with another person or feel romantically connected to another person in order to deviate from that path of isolation then get nuts man why not get nuts it's good for you yeah and sometimes yeah sometimes it's a nice conversation that you have over you know, over coffee, like, you know, so maybe even with a stranger. And sometimes it could be something, quote-unquote, more, you know, maybe it could be something more physical. Like, that's just... But, but again, it's, like, harkening back to that idea of this is a very, very broad spectrum. There's a lot of, like, interactions that fit within the context of connecting.
0: Right. And I think that... I mean, when I traced my going back to the beginning of like the video and all this stuff is like, I realized that a lot of my confidence and a lot of my ability to navigate these sort of ups and downs, if it's in business deals, if it's with girls, if it's with getting rejected on the dance floor, if it's, you know, all this stuff where that comes from, this like piece about it, um, it's from self-worth. It's all from knowing your own value, because if you know your own value, then, you don't have to be scared you don't need to be freaked out isolated the situations aren't working out because you know that you're good by yourself which is goes back to what you were saying right you have to be okay with yourself
1: and being okay with being in your own head Yeah. yeah and eric if it's any consolation i think you're a wonderful dancer
0: thank you dude I think you you're are welcome. a wonderful friend. I think you are a wonderful, attractive man, and I think you—I like your thoughts. I think we should hang out and record a podcast sometime. Well, hey, <laughs>
1: lo and behold, we're doing that right
0: now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Uh, but yeah, I think, and I think it's good to talk about it. You know, like because I feel like you know maybe to conclude to kind of like wrap things up, it can get dense in your head.
0: Oh yeah, totally.
1: Things can get complicated and weird and confusing and I've known for myself like seven or eight times out of ten when I've just got something like really dug into my brain and I feel like I can't do anything anything with it the best way to deal with it is by starting a conversation and being like hey can you help me kind of work through this yeah totally. um, because then you can like really you know then you can basically like use somebody else's guidance and wisdom to kind of offset that sort of cyclical narrative in your mind and just say hey I just want to talk about it I just want to get shit out in the air because when you say things out loud or even write things down it takes away power I've noticed that a lot like when I get stuck up in like you know self-destructive narratives like if I write down something that I believe to be objectively true or if I say something out loud that I believe to be objectively true I can go oh that doesn't have as much power over me as I thought it did
0: yeah or like that doesn't even make sense or you, know, you just sort of you got to put it out in the open
1: yeah exactly you know talk about like hey you know maybe i'm gonna take a break from dating or maybe i'm gonna take a break from serious dating or like maybe this particular way of dating wasn't really working out for me you know just shit like that i agree well, long live the revolution i don't know why i just said that love yourself fam love yourself fam yeah so there you go um, Ladies and gentlemen We are not 100% sure What we are going to be discussing next week But make sure you tune in Because oh, it's going I, to be some sweet, sweet fire
0: I learned about a new personality Grouping test framework thing That I want to talk about next week If we can Just
1: kidding We're going to talk about that So we do know 100% we're going to talk about okay. And it's Eric's mysterious Personality grouping identity
0: It's like test Myers-Briggs deal. Deal. In Love Languages It's another one That I am very excited about Talking. Well
1: sick. So, ladies and gentlemen, please by all means tune in next week. Um, if you're out there and you run a business and you want some awesome sponsorees, is that what they would be called? Um, make sure you hit us up.
0: <laughs> um,
1: still accepting sponsorship deals as always on the Petter Patter Podcast. And yeah, you guys are awesome. Thanks for listening.
0: You guys are awesome. Bye-bye. Peace.